tournament that you've gone to what he was and I think this might be bring back some bad memories but that was um down down in Africa the World Cup qualifiers. Oh yeah. I uh me and Hoggy were looking at the cards for this one and I was like oh I wonder how he did against the West Indies. And you weren't playing. Nah I got bin for that one. Yeah. I got bin for the West Indies game. I didn't I, to be honest I didn't really bowl that well that tournament. Okay. Um I didn't really know what was what I was doing, not what I was doing, but it just wasn't coming out right. And Aye. I'm pretty sure the West Indies they had they had quite a few left-handers as well. Was that why they wanted more righties? And that's why Grant said we're going to play um, the off-spinners instead and go pace against the right-handers. But to be honest, I don't think I bowled well enough in that tournament. I kind of I was getting a bit of mixed mixed signals. We're going, we tried to go really ultra aggressive um, throughout the middle when I was bowling, have people up, and I was just kind of getting talked instead of trying to play my normal self and um, play my normal game and get dots and get LBWs yeah. and yeah, yeah. Took, a, took a different approach and tried to go ultra aggressive which I don't mind but I don't think I really that suited my type of bowling yeah. um, and then eventually I kind of went back to how I was bowling but I just kind of got mixed signals and um, I, yeah to be honest it wasn't coming out as, as well as it should have and probably rightly got dropped um, but yeah I, I generally think my only regret in cricket has came from that tournament and it is, it was against Zimbabwe. The tie. It was, oh my god! I literally have, I still have nightmares oh. about this game. What, what was I thinking? <laughs> I, <laughs> we were, we were like, I remember coming to bat and Zimbabwe in Zimbabwe. It was flying. The atmosphere was so good, and they were they were hammering us. I think we needed maybe forty to win. I mean, I was coming in at number ten, and least he was in. And they were just flying, everyone was chirpy. And I mean, at least you just get batting and had loads of time. And we, we did really well. We could put on a partnership. I started hitting a few boundaries, and Leesky was flying. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember like, the chats we're having in between overs. Like, if we do this, if we do this, we'll win. We'll win, boy. But if we do that, we'll do that. we're not going to win. And I was like, all right, Leesky. <laughs> and I remember like every shot we hit, like, just like he fist pumped me even harder and it was oh the adrenaline was metal and then I think I hit like back to back boundaries and we needed we need two to win. And then Chit Chitinbura, or something. Yeah. Um he bowled like Chicken Bura. yeah. He was born like oh military meds and I was, I, was like, I was like, I'm taking him on here. I'm 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 hitting a boundary to win. Mum and dad and all the families were there and you know the the um the crowd had silenced as well. It was brilliant. Um, all the uh, Zimbabwean players were having a go at each other. And I was like, I'm finishing it right here. <laughs> uh, I think it was it was the last it was the last ball over, and I was like, I'm not le- I'm not letting at least get in. I'm I'm winning this game for us. And then he bowled me this like dreadful long ball, and I've tried to hit it to the moon and just spliced it straight to Sean Williams at mid on, and he's just taking an easy catch. And I don't know why. I'm not blaming him, but at least he was like cross, cross, cross. So then Brad Wheel number eleven was on strike next over. Aye, and then. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, the big lad, um, 
Mizurabani, absolute massive boy. He bowled a wide first ball, thankfully. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then second second ball nicked him off. But oh, I remember being in the change room, just almost in tears, just thinking, "What? Well, why did I do that?" Like, I still have, I still have bad memories of that game, Gee. but also great great memories of like just being out there in the middle and silencing a, a home crowd. And but yeah, was a, that was a tough one to take. And looking back, I probably wouldn't have wouldn't have went for the glory shot. Couple of emotional games there, totally. like, by the sounds of it. What was the changing room like after the 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 West Indies game? That uh, must have been wild. It was horrible. It was uh, actually horrible. Um, just no one spoke. I remember, I remember after, I remember Kyle getting taken out of the room, and the umpires were with um, I think it was Jason Holder, the captain. Yeah. And then I remember um, Jason Holder going into their dressing room and just hearing this massive, massive cheer. And I was just, oh, fuck, like, that's it. That's it done. Aye. Um, and then everyone's just heads down, keeping themselves in the locker. Like, it was just it was just a horrible atmosphere. It was a horrible atmosphere. And just, yeah, it was, oh, it was horrible. But then we kind of dusted ourselves off, went back to the hotel and kind of came together again and had a few drinks and, and then ended up ended up actually going at the West Indies changing room and saying like congratulations and you know they were they were really good with us and kind of said like hard lines like it's terrible about this ten team World Cup isn't it and had a really good chat and ended up having a having a good night with them boys but it was yeah it was a tough one to take the next couple of days definitely hurt see the the getting told you weren't playing what for that game how how did that come about were you told. Was it a part of a team meeting or did you get pulled and told or how was it how did it come around? I just got pulled aside in the train in the um in the train session the day before and just said, Look, um I think Grant was totally honest, he went, Look, you, the ball's not been coming out too right with yeah, this tournament. Um we're gonna give the right handers a shot against the left handers and see how it goes. And to be honest, I'm pretty sure Tom Solon uh at least he bowled really well that game. Um so fair enough to Grant um it was probably the right decision. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a tough one to take, and especially your mum and dad like being out there. You want to you want to be performing in front of them, and um, but no, it was probably it was probably for the best. And as lot if we won that game, I would not be caring at all. But you know, if you when we do lose, you're thinking, oh, could I have maybe done this or that? Or, but yeah, it's just hindsight. Isn't yeah, it? I think uh, obviously you mentioned earlier how you're not a great watcher. How did you get on watching that chase? It's just horrible. Like, as the thing is as well, the thing is as well, it hadn't rained in about four yeah. weeks. You're in Africa, and then it just started tipping it down. You it literally came out your script, and I don't want to like make excuses, but that LBW as well. It's an absolute shocker. Like, it's absolutely wild. You, you're thinking like, if that was Leesky bowling to Jason Holder, would he have given that? Like all these stuff like this, just going in your head and. Just adds to the frustration, but yeah, I wasn't the best watching that. To be fair, after Safi Nick and Gale off first ball, I was like, right, we're in here, we're in. But yeah, it as well for something like that. It's just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. And yeah, enough said on that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Through that tournament, did you uh, did you manage uh, to sample the local beers? Did you did you get out for one or two? Um, <laughs> we did. I remember, so we had like, I think we had, a, I think we had a week off after that game. Something like that. It was something ridiculous, like four or five days after that uh, West Indies game. 
So all everyone was pretty gutted, and we went out to this. Yeah, we went out to this like garage. It was bizarre. It was like a nightclub, but it was like in a big tin shed. Right. And we ended up going back to. Oh, this is a good story. <laughs> we ended up going back to um, this guy's house, and he was like, "Oh, you can order booze and stuff uh, online, and they come deliver it any time." So we got a few beers and went back to this guy's house. There's about ten of us. Um, all just having a few beers and then it was like to this girl I was like oh like what do you do I think Evo was speaking to us like, oh what do you do and she's like oh I'm a, I'm a pierce I do piercings oh, no. and uh, <laughs> um, Evo was like oh what you you'd never get your nipple pierced and I was like Evo of course I would not get my nipple pierced that is ridiculous and he's like yeah I thought so and I was like right I'll do it <laughs> 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 And then I ended up getting get my nipple piercing in Zimbabwe, but that's <laughs> cool. I did not, I did not know how sore that was. It was agony. Um, but uh, what's it like then? Like a like a bull's nose or a wee diamond? It's, it's like a wee bar with two little like gold, like not gold, like two wee silver balls each end, but. Oh, I, didn't, <laughs> I do not recommend it, but I, I don't have it anymore. I think, it's, I think it came out after about two weeks. <laughs> no, that wasn't one of the better decisions I've made. Quality, man. Who you who you taking? Uh, who you taking for a beer on a on a tour like that? You know what it's like. You, you can be lonely times if you're not playing or you're out of form or something. So, who are you sneaking out the hotel to go to Barasti for a? Ten pinter, or maybe, maybe even who are you not taking? Who's a, who's a terrible drinker in that side? Um, I tell you who. After a few, goes mental. Not in terms of like drinking mental, but just like he's got an alter ego. Is Stuart Whittingham? <laughs> he's got an alter ego, um, and he's 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 kind of reined in a bit though. But if to be fair, everyone's good crack on it. After a few beers, um, I couldn't really name anyone that's not good for going for going for beers. It's quite hard to get a few people out for going for beers. Like your um, change days, then. Yeah, your McLeod's quite hard to get him out these days. Um, but now everyone's everyone's good crack for for going for a couple. Couldn't really name. I've got obviously got a few that kind of more my age. Yeah, go-tos. Got, yeah you've got your go tos. Um, Crosses one, Wally loves Wally loves a couple. Um, Still not yeah, under the bus here, Wally. <laughs> no, it's nothing. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally I'm talking I'm talking about like a couple of beers or something after a game. I'm not talking nights. Well, of course not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually not. To be fair, uh, you might you might find after three or four with Wallace that conversation stops. <laughs> you just start shuffling about, <laughs> doesn't they? That dancing, <laughs> shuffling. <laughs> The words, the words stop, but the shoulders come out. <laughs> yeah, and stare across the dance. <laughs> um, okay, why? Well, so we've had the, we've had enough in Africa. We're moving on to Australia, where you spent um, a winter with our uh, good friend, another Arab both boy, Harris Carnegie. How did you get on over there? Oh, what a time that was! That was such a good six months. Um, I actually don't have a bad word to say. We're it was a bit weird because we were right in the middle of nowhere. It was, Two and a half, three hours from Melbourne, um, right in the sticks, snakes, kangaroos, everything, just kicking about there. 
Um, but now we had we had such a good six months, and the standard of cricket wasn't the best. Um, but it was definitely competitive, and even the likes of just getting abused by the locals, I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, it probably <laughs> it probably made me play a bit better. Yeah. The only bad thing is you can't get caught in a pom. It's not the same. It's not the same. Um, but no, I, I had such a good time with us. No, I was going to say, what are you, like? What's the story there? Have you gone over there as an overseas player, or and like, have they set you up with like coaching or a job or house and car and stuff like that, or have you just gone off your off your own back and thought I'm just going to go out there and have six months and? No, literally, literally nailed it there. Everything you said there, yeah. I, um, Chris Sol was supposed to go to a team, the team that I went to, and pulled out and went somewhere else, and then messaged me. He was like, "Do you fancy going away to Oz?" and I spoke to Harrison, he was keen, so I messaged this guy back saying, oh, if you can sort me and my mate out, like, I'd love to come and play for you guys. And he sorted us an unbelievable deal, to be fair. Me and Harrison were living together, we both had a car each, we both got set up with jobs. <laughs> I was getting that incentive um, when playing for that team, okay. so it was yeah, set up really nice. To be fair, the cars we had were absolute shanners. I'll <laughs> get a ute, mate? <laughs> nah, furthest thing from a ute. Um, but no, we had a we had a quality six months. So who were you playing for? How'd you pronounce that name? Kyabram Fire Brigade. Kyabram Fire Brigade. There used to be like a there used to be a fire fire brigade and then formed a cricket team. Um and then there they weren't still a fire brigade. Um and then just kept kept that name really going for I can't imagine you and Carnegie were able to put um many good dishes on the table. Who was uh who took cooking on? To be fair, we did not cook a single thing. We we um they just got invited to like people's houses most nights, and um we had a toasting machine that got an absolute battering <laughs> for that six months. <laughs> Lived off um, having cheese toasties for about the first three months until we got uh, until um people started inviting us over, and um that was it was such a good time. How were the old skinfold thicknesses looking on uh, returning from uh, the toasty dream in Australia? To be fair, I was probably I was probably, probably in the best nick of my life actually post Australia. I was just I was just sweating all the time. I was roasting, um, but no, nah, Oz was classic. And I think yeah, I'd recommend it to anyone if anyone's listening or any youngsters. Definitely a season abroad will will make you better off after coming home. To bring your game on quite a bit. Why? How did you find the conditions over there in terms of kind of the pace, bounce, that type of thing? Um. To be honest, I didn't really face too many quick bowlers. I, I played in a T20 competition for a team in Bendigo, um, who were quite a decent team, and kind of got a few decent players playing in that. Um, but no, it wasn't. The standard wasn't too good. It was more like it was more just kind of living, living by yourself for six months. More kind of like a life experience, other than you know getting a great standard of cricket. If I was to do it again, I'd, I'd strictly go for you know to better myself. But if anything, it was just a good like, life experience and. Kind of matured you up quite a bit. How was the how was the nightlife? Was there a kind of local bar or anything like that? There was one pub in the, the city, but and it was called Hurley's, and then there was a nightclub about half an hour drive away. Oh. Yeah, so it was a uh, but everyone used to go to the nightclub. It was it was good crack, but um, it was quite busy, quite busy. I heard you did a bit of gardening over there, Watty. Gardening. <laughs> Ah, did you not do a bit of gardening yeah. over there? What do you mean gardening? Harris said he was you were cutting his grass all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> he is the biggest liar ever. <laughs> uh, 
You said there was one night in particular, yeah. There was uh, the Weavers night, and you were in the boozer. Oh, yeah, that was a good night. So, oh, <laughs> oh this is such a snake. <laughs> yeah, um, that was funny. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, um, so it's like all these all these girls and stuff, they were going metal and all these lads that we knew from cricket and stuff, so they invited us down, oh, come down, you know, it's Weavers night. Um, so I think they were all, like, 18, Harris was 18, I was 19. And uh, I'm pretty sure... I, I dug Harris in a home and I was like, oh, by the way, I was speaking to some of the girls, I was like, oh, by the way, he's, he's got a boyfriend, uh, he's got a girlfriend, sorry. And they're like, oh, no way, no <laughs> And then I'm sure one of the girls asked him, he was like, nah, like, what are you talking about? And she was like, oh, that guy really said you've got a girlfriend. <laughs> so he was, he was like, do you know how old he is? He's, he's 24, 25. <laughs> and absolutely done me. So they all thought I was this like weirdo older boy like hitting on these younger girls, and I was like, I, thought, I was like, no, 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 he, like, check my ID, I've got my ID with me. <laughs> I show my ID. <laughs> How was the accent over there? Like, what did it did it work? Oh, to be honest, like they just couldn't understand a word I was saying when I was speaking with Harris because it was so quick, just the way we were speaking. Yeah. Um, couldn't understand a word, but no, nah, it, did, it didn't really draw too much attraction. To be honest, it was kind of, I think it was more of a hindrance than a than a help. Okay. <laughs> no, I think it's all that's always needed, and it's good that you've recommended that to young players because mm-hmm. it's definitely going to help a lot of young players if they go away and experience that sort yeah. of no, def- time away. And it's hard cricket, isn't it? Even yeah. as you say, it's, it's it might not be the best standard, but you're going to get plenty verbals, mm-hmm. and people are going to come hard at you. It's only going to make you better. And it was quite it's quite hard as well having the expectation of you know you're there you're there to make that team better. Yes. Um, yeah. The pressure on your shoulders, boy. Yeah, I remember first first game. I think I don't think I got any, and then the next game I was like, "Well, oh, I need I need to pull my finger out." But you know, it's just quite tough. Like people being like, "Oh, well, he's well, he's the pro, and he's not getting any runs." Like, what's going on? That's quite tough. Like, um, totally, yeah. yeah. And then what happened with the? Uh, I heard you got a spider bite as well. Yeah, oh, that was that was brutal. That was brutal. I got a. Yeah, a white tail spider bit me on the inside of my lip when I was sleeping, and it was, and it was three days before the grand final, and the grand final was like the two top teams of the league coming together, coming together to win the shield. It was three days before, so I was in hospital for I think I was in hospital for two days on a drip, Jesus. and then came out and played played the game on the Saturday, and I hadn't eaten it for two days or something, and it was like I think it was thirty eight degrees or something in the final. And I remember batting thinking, I'm going to pass out here. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and I just started slogging. I think he maybe got 20 odd, but it was, yeah, that wasn't the best. That was not the best. And, but the worst thing was is that I was, I had to go home and, and think the spider was still in the bed somewhere or in the room. And I was terrified. How did you get on in the game? Did you end up winning it? No, nah, we got, did you win the flag? We got beat. We got beat in the, flag, in the final. Stinker. That was shocking. People are like, 50-year-old boys were greeting and their wives were crying and stuff. Like, I was actually like, Jesus, lads, like, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Like, if only they got Chris Soul, eh? Exactly, if only they got Chris Soul. <laughs> but to be fair, I didn't really realise like, how much like cricket meant to these boys. And, like, To be fair, they've not got really anything else. Like, They've got the AFL stuff in, in, their, in their city, but the cricket season's been massive for them. So that's kind of bragging rights over the winter for... Um, the people in the in the in the small town, but um, yeah, people are crying and saying that they're going to retire and stuff. And 
Yeah, I was just like, oh, unlucky boy. So. <laughs> um, what is, I remember seeing, I'm kind of jumping on a little bit, but when, when you, you beat England, did uh, any of those guys get in contact with you? I'm sure they would have been over the moon to see you uh, be a big part of that win. Yeah, every, literally, the messages I came off to on my phone were ridiculous that day. Um, just messages from literally anyone I've ever played cricket with, I think, just saying, that was class, like, just we wanted you to, even people I've played with in England were messaging me saying, you know, we wanted you to beat to beat England, you wanted to beat us just because it was such a good, you know, underdog kind of story and the game ebbed and flowed in both teams' ways and what a mental ball that was. You know. uh, yeah. Three for fifty five on a what a postage stamp at Grange. It's gotta be up there with some of the best stuff you've bowled at. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. It was oh just the whole day was just mental. I can't even. I can't really remember too much. I can only remember like snippets, but like key moment snippets. Yeah. Um, I remember the run out. I think that's maybe the first or second run out I've had for Scotland, and one of them was Joe Root on a flat deck. So that came in handy. <laughs> that came in handy that day. Um, the the wicket in Moen Alley was quite was quite special. I think that's probably my favourite wicket, even though it's caught long on. He was. Flying, I remember he? he was flying, and he just he absolutely tonked Barrow that over before. Um, and I kind of it was my over next over and I spoke to Barrow I went look Beslet they're going to win this do you reckon I should just toss one up and see if he fetches onto it it's either going to go it's either going to go into Stockbridge market or he might he might chip one up in there and maybe yeah he went maybe go for it if you're feeling it, feeling it go for it so then I just tossed one wider to hopefully he fetched on and kind of uh, fell right into the trap and hit straight to I think it was Munsey and Lindsay just called up, but that could have that could have went so far because he swung so hard that I thought. And to be fair, that's probably quite a bit like talk about all this like cricket experience leading up, like be able to realise that this is the game, like situation, this is the moment, this is what we yeah. need, and to then be able to you know take us take a moment back and have a word with Richie, and um, I think that's why it's probably one of my favourite wickets for Scotland. Yeah. When a plan, yeah, just a little bit more thinking behind it, and um, yeah, just something that I wouldn't have done maybe a year before that. So obviously, off the back of that, what? So on you go, so you haven't stayed loyal to the nails. You did move. You went down south for a year. Can you tell us a little bit about that? How that came about? Yeah, basically, I wanted to try and um, just try and get myself down south and just try and link up and maybe try and get myself going. Um, maybe even a few training sessions at Durham. I just wanted to try and chance it, but I thought it was quite a good time to leave Heriot's if there ever is a good time to leave uh, after winning winning the cup, winning the league after uh, something I've not done for quite some time. So I thought it was a good time to try and um, broaden my horizons and get down south and try to see what it was like down there and just put myself in a bit of an uncomfortable position and see what see what comes by it. So you obviously joined up at a timeout um, I had a look back at the cards, boy, and spotted uh, Michael Jones was playing there at the same time. Was that yeah. was that on purpose, or was that just was that just the way it happened? I think it was just the way it happened. Um, I think I joined. Um, he was in Durham, or I had been at Durham, and I said I was joining, and uh, kind of tried to get him involved. And he he came in that season as well and scored a lot of runs. Um, and um, yeah, they proper took a liking to him, just the way he goes about. He's a quality lad and really good player, so. Kind of the perfect person to have in your club, really. 
very sociable, good guy, good guy scores runs, so what's not to like? Definitely. And for anyone that doesn't know, you went to the Tynemouth playing the North East Prem, so that's like the, like the strongest league in the North East of England, so all your Newcastle clubs and stuff like that. What did you think of the standard? What, how do you think it compared to a, to a good club side in Scotland? To be honest, I don't think there's too much difference. Um, I thought the wickets were going to be a lot better, which, to be honest, I don't think they were. Um, but I think I think the stronger there's a lot more teams that um, were fighting for the title, if that makes sense. There's a lot yeah. more. There wasn't kind of the two or three teams that you would get in in, um, in the Scottish League that would contend for the title each year. It's a lot more competitive, but they still. I still think that the likes of Harriet, the likes of Grange, Forfisher, would our um, both big teams like that. <laughs> our bro. <laughs> <laughs> would um, would challenge for the title uh, down there, so there wasn't too much of a too much of a gap. I didn't think. Did you say Michael Jones was the Durham player there, or were you classed as a Durham player? No, Michael Jones was. I think we also had Stuart Pointer. Oh, did you? But, yeah, but he didn't. Um, he didn't play at all. He was in the ones the whole season for Durham. So uh, we had Mike Jones because he was playing twos. Um, but no, um, yeah, it would have been nice to uh, play a bit more with Stuart. He's a really nice guy. And um, loves a few years ahead as well, so really, really nice to get to know him a bit more. Um, I've quite a lot against him for the Ireland, uh, Scotland Ireland games, and he seems a really nice bloke. And Aye. I heard that the deal was kind of on a knife edge until uh, time was put forward the toasty maker, and then that was it. You were straight down there. <laughs> settled down, settled down. <laughs> nah, I got I got put up with um, with the first team captain's mum and dad. In their in their place in time, it was a proper proper um, proper house as well, right next to the sea. It was actually a really good summer. Um, I could still kind of get back up the road pretty easily and um, and play for Eastern nights stuff on the Sunday. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty easy. I'm I'm glad I did it. Um, and especially it was nice that season playing England in the summer and coming back coming back to England on the Saturday, play a bit of club cricket and then getting a bit of chance for boys for beating England. Um, but no, I enjoyed my summer. It was good um, playing the same league as Kyle as well. Had a few altercations with him on a Saturday. Come on, Ben Mulhill. <laughs> uh, what, I, was, I, I wonder what your opinion was. I looked at your stats and you had 35 wickets at 12s and an economy rate of like something ridiculous like 2.6. Right. Um, they play a bizarre format down there where you can still get draws and I think it's, it's quite a long day, isn't it? It's like 100... Yeah. 110 or 111 overs split between uh-huh. the two teams. I wasn't, I wasn't really a fan to be honest because I, I didn't really like the kind of play it out, get a draw, and you just kind of you want teams to go for it a bit, don't you? You want to you want teams to have a crack, and you know if you bowl if you if you get 250 on a bit of a dodgy deck, then teams just come come out and door it, and just it's just not too much fun. But I guess in England they have they have Test cricket, so it's kind of uh, making a bit of a pathway for youngsters to try and think of different ways of getting people out instead of got long on long on uh, I noticed people, is that you dropping that, that long neck <laughs> I'm <settled in> yeah getting people <laughs> caught long on long off like um, like I normally do on a Saturday so I guess it, it definitely has its pros and cons but I wasn't for it too much yeah I've spoken to one of my mates who's still down there and uh, this this season they were going to be going to 50 overs aside and straight win mm-hmm. loss on a Saturday oh, really? which is purely the way forward yeah I think the game, the game that you had a uh, six for nine, the team ban second was 107 for nine of 59 overs. Uh, that is yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's not, it's not much. It's not much fun, is it? 
nah, and for nah, the nah. people the people that that do that every club team has a few players that you kind of need in a season to rock up and I hate to say it, but make the numbers up for them it's no fun as well just watching a team door it and you're in the field all day it's just it's just not much fun nah. and you said that you went down there with the intention of maybe sort of getting getting picked up from Durham did they did anything happen to that? Did you ever get down for nah, it? No, nothing really, nothing really um, too much happened with that. Well, that summer I got signed by Lanks after um, the England game right. uh, near the end of the summer. Um, but I played, I played in a fixture. It was the best, the best players from the, that made up the club 11 played against Durham before their T20 season started. Right. Um, I actually bowled really well in that game. It was it. I think it was it. It was at Benwell Hill or South North or, th- or something. It was quite a small ground and Ben Stokes was playing. And I think it got three for um, and I did all right. But nothing yeah, nothing really came came of it. And, but yeah, I'm, glad, I'm still glad I did it and gave it a shot and just get myself out of my comfort zone, really. Yeah, it's definitely a good move. It's a good standard down there. Mm-hmm. You must have played against a few good players as well down there, did you? Yeah, they had some. That's, I think that's uh, another main thing. You normally have like in Scotland, you have kind of top, top four, top five, can all bat, um, but then there you kind of seven, eight, nine can all like hold their own and and still get a decent score. Um, but yeah, they had some they had some good pros. Um, the year before I started, they had Marcus North, um, Aussie playing and stuff, and the Cal McLeod, Coatser, um, Mike Jones is playing still. They had a guy. I think it was for I can't remember which team played, but uh, Jacques Dutois or something. Oh yeah, and, mate, he smashed me on my first <laughs> game. On my first game uh, for time, I think I pulled like I think I was like none for seventy off my off my spell, and he just took me apart. Now I can imagine all the timeouts boys being like, "What the hell are we signed this year? Like, <laughs> this is gonna be a long season if if he's a, if he's um, the pro." Jack Dutrois, he's he's been about so, for ages because he yeah. was smashing it against Scotland Day years ago for Leicester. Oh and for, yeah, and for well. Leicester, I remember playing against yeah. him for Leicester, and he, he was a handy player. Like, uh, yeah, he's he's a good player, proper competitive as well. He just he used to spray people on his own team. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying about Jesmond there? We, I'm sorry, before I interrupt. Yeah, you. yeah, I wondered if uh, if at the time Dutrois was playing at Newcastle, we played Jesmond. Yeah, it's Jesmond. A shortly away. It's so small straight, and you got all the um, you got all the posh uni students coming to the game with their with their tinnies, just um, giving you a bit of abuse to the away team. But now nah, I actually enjoyed it. You got a bit, bit more um, viewers as well down to the games on a Saturday, and yeah, um, it was yeah, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. There's a few, there's think, a few um, Scottish guys have gone down there because eh? Cloudy he did really well down there. Did he not win the like the ECB comp when he played? Yeah, for, he, for South he had North. a really good time at South North. I think South North were sort of the, the Man City of the league and Aye. kind of um, controversially bought quite a few. Yeah, I played some played some um, players for a decent longer to play on a Saturday. Um, but now him, um, Kyle, uh, Ollie Hares is supposed to be playing there this season. Um, trying to think of others. But yeah, there's definitely been a few. Uh, Gav Main as well, obviously. Um, so yeah. I think lad uh, Finlay McCreeth's um Hill as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Is he on the academy um, at Durham, or is he a bit old for that now, McCreeth? Uh, I think he is on the academy. or just came off the contract 
from the Caribbean to uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure, but he definitely yeah, was no, and the, um obviously the lad Rory Hanley, he went away with Scotland nineteen, so he was another player um from Bemel Hill and um Scott Steele as well, what did he oh, yeah. have you done any work has he been around about the Scotland setup at all? Uh, he's just he's came with us to Lamanga for a training camp. Uh, but he's come back from an injury, but he's a really nice guy. Um, nah, he's a really nice guy. He's quite, quite loose <laughs> by the sounds of it. He's got some good stories, so maybe one for your podcast. Um, <laughs> Get so on nah, the he's a really nice guy. And, and um, he's got a proper T20 record as well. He's a proper player, so uh, hopefully he can get him more involved in the Scotland stuff and see what comes from it. Absolutely, absolutely. You got anything more to add on fucking Timemouth CC then, Liam? I was going to mention uh, what did, how did how why I feel at Ropery is it Ropery Lane? What was the ground de- like at Timemouth? Is it decent compared to obviously the that field at Golden Acre? To be honest, it's probably the only ground that's colder than Golden Acre. Timemouth, it is <laughs> freezing. Um, it was so cool. But to be fair, it was a really good pitch for me. It was one of the few pitches that um, I got a bit of turn on. So um, I did quite well there. Um, batting probably not so much. Got a few 50s, I think. But um, no, it was, it was a really, really nice club. And the, um, I, I just think it was really just a really good club for me. The people that were really nice and really welcoming. And uh, a great guy called Vince. Um, he kind of runs the show there. And he um, sorted everything out for me. And it's just... Yeah, it's just really nice, and it was just a really good club to be around. To be honest, did you get to sample any Newcastle nightlife for you, or were you in bed for half nine? Yeah, uh, I got one or two nights out. Uh, Flares was where, where oh, no. Flares was quality in Newcastle. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> love. <laughs> um, hope it's not Flares like fingers. Is the, Flares is like the eighties, nineties, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like Grand Granny with yeah. the. Like your dance floor. <laughs> right, it wasn't grabbing the nights that I was there. That. <laughs> but um, nah, players was good laugh. Newcastle, now nah, Newcastle's a great, um, great city. I went um, just before Christmas, just for a wee night out with my mates, and went and watched Newcastle play. Also, uh, Timeout of um, Sean Longstaff. Yes. Playing for them, he is a great bloke, and he's one of those people that can just do anything like quality obviously quality football he's playing in the Premier League yeah. um, he, can, he pulls rockets like, he pulls proper, proper rockets like, and um, he can bat and he plays golf really well so he's just one of these annoying people that can do everything so um, what about his brother what? did he get yeah, he was he was kicking around the cricket club he didn't think he played too much cricket um, but he was always there watching Sean and stuff and uh, his dad's a really nice guy he's just but he'd never come on any nights out, or I don't even think he drinks at all. Um, you find that a lot with it. some like Premier League footballers; they just they're not interested in it. Uh, I don't think um, Newcastle were too keen on him playing cricket over the summer, <laughs> um, but I think he was still in, like in the academy or in the reserves or something. Um, so this was like the season before he broke through and made his um, Premier League debut and stuff. And um, yeah, so yeah. I think he kind of kept it hush hush that he was. Charging in every Saturday and <laughs> he's back at risk. But um, fair play to him. He, wanted, he just wanted to really just go out and just compete really when the when the football season wasn't on. So decent. He sort you out with the tickets when you went down, boy. No, nah, I dropped him a wee, um, a few messages, but he didn't take the hint that well. 
<laughs> what, you mean he completely ignored you? Or? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. He, mess- <laughs> like, he messaged me back, obviously. But um, I was trying to like, drop in hints that I could get a few tickets, but um, I don't want to be that guy. You know, you know that guy Aye. that you don't speak yeah. in months and then when you want something, you just message. Yeah, good call. Good call. So, uh, so you finished at Tynemouth. You then come back up the road and you've you've played that game against England and then off the back of that performance. You've obviously a few teams down south have, have come sniffing and obviously Lancashire were the first team. How did that how did that come about? What was the first contact? Who who came to who or was it Cricket Scotland punting you or what? It was actually Preston, I think. Preston said to me after the England game, he said, Why don't you get yourself an agent and kind of throw a t- throw your name about after that performance? And I was like, To be honest with me, I've got nothing to lose, like go for it. Uh, so he put me in contact with his or an agent that he knew and he kind of had a word with teams down south and um, he said, oh, Lancashire are interested. I was like, oh, class, like, that's great. And, and then I'm I'm sure we had, we played Pakistan after that and then we went to Holland, had a tri-series there with Ireland and Holland. And then after that, I didn't really hear much and I went on a wee trip to Edgebaston with the Heriots boys uh, just for to watch England versus India and have a few drinks and just enjoy a few days at a test match after about like two or three weeks of cricket and I got a call <laughs> this is no word of a lie I literally got a first drink sat down as soon as my arse touched to the seat I got a call from an unknown number and I was like who's this so I answered hello and it was oh hi it's Glenn Chapel from um, Lancashire <laughs> um, we'd like you to come down and train with us tomorrow and I was like <laughs> I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, you're joking, you're joking. But I was just like, oh, absolutely, 100% I'll be there. Like, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, cheers, bye. And I remember saying to the Heritage boys, I need to go and get my cricket. <laughs> like, I need to, I need to do it. And then kind of drove a few hours. Um, oh, I think my cricket was in my in my car that night. So kind of stayed the night at the hotel and then couldn't go out with them that night. They all went and had a had a wild one. I just kind of sat, sat in my room, did nothing and... Um, Went to Old Trafford of all places the next day and had a training session and met the Lancashire lads. Oh, yeah. And then it was quite a weird story because being in that seat at uh, Edgebaston about to watch a test match, I was then playing at Edgebaston against Warwickshire for Lancs maybe two or three weeks later, looking at the looking at the seat that I was sat in a few weeks ago, being like, "This is bizarre." I remember seeing that uh, that photo. Uh, what they've they've absolutely done you with a. The size small Lanks top and chucked it on you and signed. That was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. I remember. I remember saying like, "Oh, I've not got. A, I've not got a top to wear yet. Should I just wear the hoodie?" I was like, "No, no. Just send. Just grab someone else's." I think it was like Alex Davis, who's about five foot three, <laughs> and weighs about, weighs about five stones. Like, oh, here, just use this. And I was like, "Oh, cheers, mate." But I wasn't. I wasn't in any position to be like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm not putting that on." <laughs> It was like it was spray painted on. It was absolutely joke. Um, but um, but no, it was, no, it was a good time. See, see, when you first arrived there, what were you, do you get a bit of noise in the changes? Are they having a go at you for being a Scot or taking taking a piss out of the cricket up here, or what? What kind of reception did you get? Actually, a really really good one from like. So I was kind of because it's one of the, the bigger counties. I was expecting a bit of you know kind of footballers' behaviours, but now nah, they're really like uh, really nice and really helpful. And I think it was um, Hasib, kind of first one to come up, plays for England, came up and was like, oh, um, here, have this spot, this guy's um, 
injured or something. This is free spot. How are you? Like this, this is just show me around a bit. Um, the, the boys, the boys, are really good, and obviously I got a bit of pelters for being Scottish, and um, I just blasted out five hundred miles of the cleaners. Was that your initiation song? I, I didn't actually have an initiation for Lanx, but um, I had a quality time at Lanx, and I was quite, I was really disappointed when it when it finished there. Uh, I had some great memories and some unbelievable players literally just training with like Anderson, Chander Paul, I was in a game with him and um Josh Butler I was in a game with him, like just some unbelievable names. Um that was I was really James Faulkner as well. Oh my god, what a man. What a man. He is, he is loose. Uh, did he show you around Manchester, did he? Actually I didn't get out of Manchester but when we qualified for the finals day we're in Kent and we stayed, stayed in Kent and he got absolutely hammered and um, I was kind of keeping myself to myself because I was still quite new and then, then I think we had like a we had an eight hour bus the next day and everyone was really hungover and he came on the bus with three bottles of rosé and and two twenty four <laughs> crates I was just like right lads we're getting back on it and I was like oh no <laughs> But you plonk yourself next to him, did you? I actually didn't. I was, I was just. Oh. I actually couldn't. I couldn't just physically. I was just. I was knackered. Um, but he was. He was loose, and he was such a nice guy as well. I didn't. I didn't really expect him. You know, World Cup winner, Aussie. I thought he'd be a bit arrogant and a bit, you know, loud. But he's just a legend of a book. I noticed. Uh, what you, yeah, you had a little scan through your figures, and you played in the Roses match. I played in a Roses match. That was. That was surreal. That's the best like atmosphere I've played. Apart from when Safi got that wicket against England, the Roses match was un like unreal. I remember, yeah, it was a Friday night. Everyone was just hammered. The boundaries were quite small, and I was thinking, oh, it's fine. It was flat deck. I was like, no chance. I'm playing here tonight. No chance. It's fine. I remember Ch- uh, Glenn Chapel coming up to me before the game, saying, uh, "Just get ready. You're playing." And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, I'm playing. And then I was, I was a bit like, oh, Chris, like, do I want to be playing this game? And I was like, you're right, time to switch on. And I, I don't know what my figures were, but I don't think I went for too many, but I didn't get any wickets. Um, but I remember David Willey was on 80-odd and off like 40 balls, just absolutely whacking it. And he skied one, and I was it. I was under it. <laughs> And it went so high. I think we dropped them three times before it as well. And it went so <laughs> high up in the air. And I can just remember the noise of um, of how many fans it was at Headingley, full like full crowd, and the noise when it was going up in the air. And I just remember thinking, I am not dropping this. I am not dropping it. And I'm pretty sure I did a massive crocodile catch and just snapped it up there. That was, and we ended up winning that game. That was... That was a good game, but that's definitely the best crowd I've played in front of. That was that was crazy. They, uh, they're not the friendliest, are they? What's that? What's that stand at Headingley where they, they get stuck into you? Did anyone mention the the Western Terrace? Anyone mention yeah. the the Western Terrace? That's it. Anyone mention the extra large painted on top that you were? <laughs> I actually didn't get too much abuse. I actually did not get too much abuse. Um, but oh god, it was. No, nah, was, that was a good memory. That was just even just warming up, and I, you got more pelters in the warm up. Um, just warming up next to the crowd, and people are getting their beers in, and just giving you dogs' beers. I loved it though. I loved it. Yeah, 
I did a Sunday on the Western Terrace many years ago watching England Pakistan, and that was lively. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that game that Liam was speaking about the the four for nineteen against Yorkshire again for Derbyshire this time. Yeah, those figures are outrageous. You came on in the sixth over, and then by the eleventh over, they were seventy for six or something, and you taken four. Yeah, that was. You got your man Willie who. Obviously, taking a liking to the, <laughs> your Lancashire boys, but you got him, you got Brooke, you got Balance, and you got the boy Purant plays for the West Indies. Yeah, that was that was a good day. That was a good day. That was my debut for um, Derbyshire in T Twenties. And um, outrageous. And that was at the outground at Chesterfield, so it was like a real small like club ground, and they had I, yeah ridiculous. So many people in there, um, and it was just an ideal day. Mum and Dad drove down and uh, came and watched the game and. Um, I just remember just everything just going to plan and catches were taken straight to them like LBWs were given and I, I gave proper sellies that day that was yeah, so I see you running off to kind of watch point I, I love that one uh, that was that was a good day that was a good day you give any of them a chirp on their way off I, oh, nah I didn't I gave people do you, do, you, do you give do you give boys much chat when you're bowling I do nowadays it's weird not when I was not when I was younger but back is- Back yourself, eh? Yeah, I'm self <laughs> Not as much as you and Talon used to give chat, but... <laughs> I remember um, I gave a lot during the England game. Just, I was so, like, I was up for it, and I was just, I was just, I remember just chirping away. At, um, one, Who were you going at? I was going at, I went at Bairstow quite hard, because he was, oh, he was just... Deserved. He just looked really arrogant, but to be fair, he deserved it. He was tonkers. And I remember bowling to him, and he was just trying to whack me. I was like, what, what is he doing? And um, I remember bowling one, and he's tried to hit it to the moon, and he sclaffed it. And I said to him, oh, you should try and hit it a bit further next time. <laughs> and then he went, and he, like, as a joke, and he dead, dead serious, and looked him in the eyes and went, I'm going to the next one. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, mate, all right, mate calm, calm down. <laughs> and, then, and then I bowled him a Yorker, and he dug it out, went for one, and he came up next to me and went, you fucking shat it there, didn't you? <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, I did. Yeah. But I, I remember going quite hard at um, Moon Alley and just saying, "Oh, you can't get beat to Scotland. You can't, you can't lose to us. Like, you can't, you know, you're, you're going to get ridiculed if you if you get beat to us. You can't get beat to us." And um, just stuff like that. I just, I was just buzzing. Just the atmosphere and how the day went, and I don't know. I was just, yeah, I was loving it. I think I spoke to you, Wally. Briefly, um, after you'd kind of finished up at Derbyshire, what happened there? It just didn't seem to didn't seem to click after some time, or they didn't fancy you. It's quite a weird one, Derbyshire, because I really enjoyed it and enjoyed the boys, but I just felt like even though I, I performed like well, I didn't really. I had a few iffy games after that, but I wasn't really bowling too badly. It's just things didn't really go my way, and um. I remember enjoying it and and stuff like that. And then I, we had a game in Aberdeen and I looked at my phone in the morning uh, before the game. I got a text from one of the coaches saying, oh, um, just let you know we're going to go with an extra seamer for the rest of the competitions. Um, you're not going to be needed too much anymore. Uh, you're welcome to stay in Scotland. And that was b- the morning of an ODI. <laughs> and, I was, <laughs> and I was thinking, perfect. Like... <laughs> That is a great time, isn't it? So I kind of zoned it out for a bit and 
called him after the game and spoke to him and he just said that they wanted to go for an extra team. They signed Darren Stevens and Boyd Rankin. But I remember like I remember before the the three, um, the four for nineteen game against Yorkshire, they tried to sign two other left arm spinners. Um one was Mitchell Santner and the other was uh, I think it was Shamsi, the leg spinner. Yeah. So they obviously oh, didn't yeah. have an awful lot of confidence in me. I kind of felt a bit like not I kind of did feel a bit like what am I doing here? If you know, I'm yeah. brought in the team for white ball cricket. I've done well on the twos with the red ball stuff, never got a shot in the red ball stuff. Um and then in the it was coming up to white ball season, I was really looking forward to it. I remember them frantically trying to sign um another spinner in Santner and um I think it might have been Chams, I might be wrong with that one. Um and then them pulling out and then them trying to sign Wahab Riaz, who went to the Canada League. So I felt like they're trying to I'm not, I'm not trying to say get rid of me, but they're just trying to have another bowling option because they didn't really fancy myself in yeah. that in that in that league. Yeah, so um, so that kind of sounds like you were getting a bit used and abused. I would yeah, I don't want to say that. I don't want to have excuses or anything, but I kinda of did feel like that. And um the four for nineteen game, I was kinda of like, like I'm here, like I'm I'm going to do well for this team and trying to put put my point across and try and prove them wrong. Um but sadly the and then they signed Darren Stevens and Rankin for the rest of the season and kinda of said after a few FA games, look we're gonna go for um, an extra seamer, which was really disappointing. I wanna I wanna keep trying to prove myself at county level. Totally. Um and then yeah, I came came back to Scotland Played the regional games and stuff. I don't. I don't think they too like they they much. I don't think they like the um, the fact that I was kind of traveling a lot for regional games for Scotland as well. And um, there's a lot of traveling and a lot of logistics. Uh, I don't think they like that too much. And but it's just kind of where I am. Like, I'm really passionate about playing for Scotland. I really want to play literally every game for Scotland. So um, it's kind of. It was never like choose Derbyshire or Scotland. It was. But I just kind of made sure that I was available um, for every Scotland game if I was going to play with Derbyshire. Decent. So Scotland, quite they they quite supportive of you going down south then, cricket Scotland. Obviously they want they want you available every game for for Scotland and rightly so. But are they if you say to them, look, I want to go down and train with these lot because they've asked me to train train with them for a week. Are they going to let you do that if you've got a free week? Or... Yeah, yeah, they've been brilliant. Even if there's a Scotland Day game or anything to kind of improve your your game really um, they'll be all for it they're really good and tennis did a great job of trying to get people down south and um, Smudger then kind of took that position on and tried to get myself down south and they're all for getting people down south and um, just trying to improve improve their game really because you're playing you're training with great players all the time and real professionals so it's only going to improve your, improve your game which is also going to help for your games when you play for Scotland Definitely, it's going to benefit Scotland if you're down there consistently yeah. playing at county level. Unfinished business, though, Wally. Still keen to get down the road and prove yourself at that level. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, 100%. 100%. So what do you want to do? You want to go into this team? What's this team you've picked then, Wally? What's the, cri- what's the criteria? I've not, I don't have a clue. You told me to pick a team of players that I've played with. Yes, mate. That's what we want to hear. Aye, okay. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, it's good. So this is quite a name-dropping team, but it's quite a decent That's team. That's what we're after on the show. And we want, a, we want a story with each name. 
Oh, I'm not going to them. I'm not going to them. <laughs> Wait, what? Tweet them all after and ask them to follow us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I've got opening the bat in to keep them happy, keep the captain happy, hopefully keep me in a few tours. I've got Kyle Kutzler opening the bat in. Good pick. Good pick. And he is, he, is, he is the only Scotland player to be featured in my team. No favourite. Holy moly. I've, oh, in fact, there's one other. There's one other. Um, number two, uh, opening the batting with Kyle, is Keaton Jennings. Oh, nice. Fair. He's at Lanks with myself. At three um, is Chanda Paul. Shivnarain. Good player. Cool. Yeah, what's he like? Doesn't look like he's safe. No, he's very quiet and it's weird. Like before he bats, he sleeps. He just sleeps. <laughs> honestly, like he just sleep until someone gets out and then he's in. And someone will go wake him up and say, Look, you're in. Up he gets and walks in. It's bizarre. What, so is he sleeping in pads and thighs and the whole walk? Yeah, he sleeps in his gear and then someone goes and wakes him up or be like, Oh, you're next in. He's like, Okay. Goes back to sleep. By the way, you're in. Okay, up I get and goes in. Ball much of him at the Nets, boy. I bowled quite a bit of him, and to be fair, I was playing for I was playing for Scotland against MCC. Remember those games at Lords? Yeah. yeah. Every two years, and I was playing, um, and people were like, "Oh, we we're playing against Chandler Paul. Like, it's going to be unbelievable playing against him at Lords." And I was like, "I don't, I don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't have, <laughs> have a clue who he was." And I was maybe nineteen or twenty. This was really bad, and I was like, "I've not got." And I remember Claudius being like, "Have a look at how he bats." And he was like pretty much facing point when he was like set up and then walked around. I'm pretty sure the first ball I ran to bolt him. I pulled out when he did his trigger because I was like, what is this boy doing? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then after I was like, after a bit felt a bit stupid after I Googled him and had a look at his career. But um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel like I could tell him that face to face. So yeah, he's, he's my number three. Solid so far. Oh, why? Before we go anywhere. Let's talk about that scran. What did you have? Oh, it was something. I reckon. Oh, I just remember that there was some sort of soup to start with. Pretty average. Not a massive soup fan. And then. Just a wee lentil number or. Oh, it would have been a veggie number, quite a posh number. And then it was. Um, it was a something. It was beef, but the beef was unbelievable. That's all I remember. It was unbelievable. And then it was like a. Ah, uh, sticky toffee pudding for dessert with a bit of ice cream. Oh, it's a bit of me. Un- That's the one, mate. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And you can choose like your drinks as well. They've got to be fridges and stuff. Aye. Brilliant. Anyway, have you been back? Have you just had the one um, at Lords? So I've twelve man for Scotland before I had a cap, um, and that was my first time. And then back, and then I played for Scotland against MCC, and then bringing in my number four. I got invited after the England game, me, uh, Budgie, Ali Evans, and myself, got invited to play for MCC against Holland in Nepal in like a little tri oh, T20 thing. Nice. So yeah. that brings in my number four, who captain does, Jaya Wardner. Oh. <laughs> what a player. He's dropping some names here. That's like. a proper name drop. That is a proper name drop. What a player. Jaya Wardner. But I remember that was my, that was my 20, what, yeah, 20, 22nd birthday was that day at Lord's and I remember walking out to bat at Lord's and Jai Warden was still in and I was going to bat with him and I was like, I was like this is mental <laughs> happy birthday 
Literally, literally like three, four years ago, I was playing at least in the allotments, and now I'm walking <laughs> with Jaya Wadna at Lords. <laughs> Did not write the script. Um, Did you have to Google him on your way out? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Fully aware of this one. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, that brings me to my number five, who was also playing that game, is Jonathan Trott. Draw. What a player, eh? What a fucking player. Good player. Good player. Good player. Also, did did something a bit controversial, which I wasn't sure about. You're playing at Lords, you come in, your suit, your blah, 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 your best of gear. He came in, beat shots, now 80 flip-flops. Who did? Jonathan Trott did? <laughs> yeah, it was a big call. Player. Big call. Got a lot um, of respect for that. Number six got... <laughs> Josh Butler, good, good player. Um, such a nice guy as well. Yeah, he's a bit square, is he, or is he all right? Nah, he's just a really nice guy. He's just quite quiet and keeps himself to himself, but you know, like, he's a gun. Um, he actually gave me a pair of keeping pads and I gave him to Harris Carnegie. <laughs> <laughs> he's kicking about in Josh Butler's keeping pads. He's got, his, he's got his red Lancashire pads somewhere. Don't know what he's doing with them, but... Yeah, you've got a dumb Did he use you for um, some uh, tasty range hitting? Why? <laughs> Everyone used me for range hitting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number seven, water bowler, um, helped me so much throughout my career, and just literally the nicest guy in the world. Condalang, said at number seven, he is the nicest guy in the world, and he taught me so much. Born left arm tweakers and. Yeah, he's my number seven. What a player. I remember a great, great story. We were playing in the Desert T20 against Holland. And we got, we scraped 150. I remember Safi came in and smashed a massive couple of sixes at the end. We scraped to 150. And um, they were zero for 60 off the first five overs. Like just smashing is going to piss easy. And then myself and Con came on. Anchor, I didn't get any wickets, but I went for next to nothing. Anchor went for 18 off my four overs. And Con took three for three for nothing. Um, and we ended up winning that game. And I remember just, just one of like the great memories. I remember we all went back to the hotel room um, and just got beers in. And Con was like, was like I'm absolutely knackered after that. Like, I'm just going to call it a night. And we're like, oh, stay for one more. One more turned into like the next eight hours. We <laughs> <laughs> just, just stayed in there. Um, we stayed in Kyle's room just chatting shit with music on, just having beers, chatting about the game. But just those memories that are just quality. Yeah. Quality. What a man. Yeah. Um, and he was flying about the room, um, you know, tossing Kyle's room upside down. <laughs> and then I think we I think we stayed up all night and then went to breakfast the next morning at seven. But it just means like that was that was a good day. Good day. Um it brings me on to my number eight. Got James Faulkner. Now name drop. Gun. Straight in there, good white ball bowler, um, loose as well, good for a night out. Sounds it. Uh, get, get a pot of rosé and he's away. <laughs> he messaged me, he messaged me uh, about a year or two years ago. I can't. Uh, yeah, it made it would have been last year. And he messaged me saying he's going out in Edinburgh. Where should he go? And I was in Derby. I was done. And I sent him a few places where to go. He ended up going to Hive. Oh, quality man. Oh, no, he's done it right. He's done it right. Absolutely shocking. And I think it was I think it was James Dickinson, Salmon Hive, 
and I was asking for a photo. I think he bought him a few drinks as well. So he's straight in there for the night out. Loves the house session. Where are you going on a night out, Watty? Where's your... Uh, if you're not going to the live, where are you going? Oh, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm, I'm a young boy in an old man's body. I like older music. So I'm going either The Shack. Have you been to The Shack? Never even heard of it, mate. Nah. The Shack is... Where is it? Quality. It's Road Street. So it's up one of the side streets. And it's like... And it's just old school cheesy songs, and it's just it's just a laugh. Right. It's just a laugh. I love a I love a fingers session as oh, well. Dear Lord, stop talking, Watty. Stop talking. <laughs> give, give us your number nine before I start greeting. An early an early session at Three Sisters onto oh, Finnegan's. Ma, ma, ma. Now you're love talking. It. Yeah, I love a bit of live music. So Guinness, please. Uh, number nine. Number nine, Graham Onions. Oh, Bunny. Yeah, what a man. Such a good guy as well. It's a shame he got pied from Durham. Yeah. They've had a a stinker there. They released him and then they signed the boy Remington. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty. He was raging about that as well, wasn't he? Absolutely raging. Yeah, I think he was. He he gave a lot to Durham, didn't he? Got a gig at Yorkshire. I remember. So. Lancashire. Likes. Likes. I remember driving to that Roses game and he, he was giving me a lift. I remember just speaking to him in the car for about an hour, just asking him all these questions about England and flint off and stories and he just loved it. So he's he's up there. He's in the good blokes loving as well. Yeah. At number 10, World Cup winner as well, Ravi Rampal. What's your voice at? <laughs> I've got a good story about Ravi Rampal. He looks like he knows his way around the bottle of rum as well. Oh, I loves it. Loves it. And um, we, I think we won a decent T twenty, and we went out that night. And I think his his wife and kids were back in the Caribbean, and he was allowed out, so he came out with us and had a few drinks, and then he got just he just got hammered, and then um, and yeah, so we're we're chatting about Godzilla of all things. <laughs> that, that the second Godzilla, the second Godzilla came out, <laughs> and then. Um, he, he said to me, literally, I, I dropped a catch on in the first game I played. He hardly spoke to me after that. So this is like the second thing he said to me. He said, um, Wattie, Wattie, let me tell you something. Godzilla, he is king of the monsters. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? Godzilla, he is king of all the monsters. <laughs> I was like... I was like, all right. I literally, I literally had nothing back to say. So I was like, mate, you're spot on. Like, I couldn't agree more. I just wanted them to start speaking to me again. Uh, um, yeah, so he's my, he's my number 10. And I'm going to put my mate, uh, Matt Parkinson, in at number 11, left, uh, right arm leg Thank spinner. You. Get another spinner in there. He's a, he's a really good boy. And he's, been, he's played a few games for England now, so he can come in at number 11 Was the other uh, Parkinson at Derbyshire with you boy? Nah he's at Leicester he's a nice guy he's at Leicester but, uh, Are they brothers? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did have Anderson in there because he was meant to play a twos game but then it didn't uh, didn't end up playing I think he done his calf and didn't end up playing so that could have been a good one but had to take him out so he's he's on the bench alongside Darren Stevens. Tasty See a good lad Dad Stevens. Ah, he's a really good boy. Loves his golf. 
and he, after every training session, he went and just played golf. And yeah, he loves Man's it. a machine. He's in his forties and he's still playing county cricket. I know. Oh yeah, he's he's a good player. How's your golf coming on, Wattie? Still finding the water? Oh, every every time I play, in, straight into the water. But <laughs> it's quite a good thing to be good. Well, I can't speak from experience, but it's quite a good thing to get good at golf, especially like being a cricketer and you're away quite a lot and you want a bit of time away from, from talking cricket. Definitely, yeah. Get yourself on a golf course for the day and just get away from it. But nah, a bit more practice needed. I'm not like Crossy and Cloudy and stuff who get three lessons a week. I'm not like that. <laughs> and Wally getting... Wally getting lessons from his old man in his garden. <laughs> I try, I try. Has, Wally, has Wally got the minerals to hit a driver yet? I don't think he does. I think it's still in his, in his shed rusting away. Aye, he loves a five iron, doesn't he? Oh, shocking. You don't pay your, you don't pay money to play golf and hit a five iron. Embarrassing. No he chance. plays off the women's tees with his mum, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, his old, man, his old man is unbelievable. Oh, my God. He's ridiculous. ridiculous. I was uh, I was playing golf last summer, right, and it was it was blowing a gale. It was one of the worst days of all time to play golf in. It was like dry, but it was really windy, and um, it was on Hogan's Alley. I think it's I think it's number six at Carnoustie, but it's like renowned for being like a tough hole. You're out of bounds all the way up the left, and you've got yeah, bunkers yeah. like sort of staggered up the right hand side. And Jim mm-hmm. and his mate have come up behind us, and we've pulled in, and he's went. 50, 60 yards past us into the wind. And he's about, he must be in his 60s now, Jimbo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, what a player. He, he's, he's low single figures, I think. The way he hits it as well, he just, just no height whatsoever, but it just goes miles and then just chips on the green. So frustrating. It's like he's still on the uh, on the old croquet lawn, big Jimbo. Remember that oh. show? Oh, my God. <laughs> what a day that was. What a day. See you later, Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, who's uh, coaching your eleven? Who's your manager of your team? Oh, uh, you know what? Just because he's my boy, and I'm his boy, I go for Big Knox, man. Oh, I love that! Like <laughs> I'll get Knox in there. I'll probably, even though I've got some big names in there, I'll still be captain. <laughs> still running the show. You're not even in the eleven, mate. So <laughs> your assistant coach. I'll, I'll be on the bench. I'll be on the bench. <laughs> That's quality, what? Some side that, some side. Yeah. Pretty gutted that there's no one in there that would feature at the links, though. <laughs> I thought your, I thought your old man was coming in eleven. To be honest. Oh, I could have got. He, he said as well. I said I was going to a podcast. He went, get me in the team. Get me in the team. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, oh, it's quite a decent team now. I don't, I don't think you're getting in there. But. Right, we're going to finish up with some quick fire questions here, Liam. Okay, I'll go in first. Oh, uh, what? Red ball or white ball? White ball. Hive till five or Sunday calf? Oh. To be fair, calf now has changed. It's not no longer called calf. It's it's changed. So I'm going to go hive till five. It'll always be calf. During the festival, hive till five. Shower with the boys or a Dundee shower? Shower with the boys. A Craig Wallace two footer. Or a stiletto to the knee in Cav. <laughs> um, I'll go for a two-footer from Craig Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> Rugby at Goldie or hockey at Goldie? Oh, that's a, 
difficult one. I'll go rugby. Right, under nineteen World Cup in the UAE or the T Twenty World Cup in India. T Twenty World Cup in India. Leesky as a roommate, or Leesky slapping one back at you. Leesky slapping one back at you every day. Of the week. <laughs> <laughs> ground share with Kostorfin or ground share with Stu Mel. <laughs> I reckon Stu Mel. Stu Mel. That's for when they bulldoze Goldie, man. You, you have to borrow a gun. All right, all right, all right. Please, Burnett, or Calv Burnett? <laughs> Is his dad not an option? Oh, Gaz. You can have Gaz. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll take, I'll, take, um, I'll take Calv. I remember him in my first Scotland Day trip. Calvin. Hearts at Gayfield or Hearts at Station Park? Gayfield. Good on you. <laughs> Get an absolute classic pastry bride uh, <laughs> Station Park. Nah. Leith Fab or Fab Ice Lolly? Oh, that's a tough one. I'll go. I'll go. Leith Fab. Craig Levine or Michael Stewart? Oh no! Oh no! Oh, oh! I'm gonna have to go Craig oh, Levine. Oh, Take back oh, <laughs> Ah, just Mikey Stewart, he played for Hibs as well. Not a fan. <laughs> Obviously, you're a proper athlete now, Watty, but if you had to, pint sesh or nip sesh? I reckon nips these days. Yeah. What you have? Yeah. I'll go for a wee um, vodka, soda water, a bit of lime. Ooh, love that. Okay. okay. Preston Momsen show you the way there, did he? Uh, Budge, actually. Dylan Budge. Oh, I Must be a Grange thing. Oh, settled in. Scared of the pints of those boys, aren't they? <laughs> they are, actually. They are. <laughs> warm-up football or warm-up rugby? Silly question. Warm-up football. Rain card or early night? <laughs> um, early night. Carlton dry or Carlton draft? Carlton dry, mate. <laughs> Jordy Lass or Gorgie Lass? <laughs> what? I'll go, I'll go Gorgie Lass. <laughs> <clears throat> a Hearts win at Ibrox or a Hearts win at Parkhead? Oh, a Hearts win at Parkhead every day of the week. Oh, that's awful. Oh, I knew you'd be Yeah, of course, mate. Arbroath or Forfs? I'm going to go, oh, oh. I'm actually going to go Arbroath, yeah. Good on you, what you lad. I've got, I've got reasons for this. Oh, is, it be- is it because I keep talking about this uh, Jolly's Tinsmith's underground sesh? Like, imagine winning the league and going for a few beers, what, yeah? That's shocking. <laughs> also, they keep, they keep saying they won the treble. They didn't win the Scottish Cup. No, no comment, mate. <laughs> Night out with Chris Gale or a night out with Chris Soul? Oh, I'm going to go Chris Soul. He's more nuts. Good on you, mate. Yeah, you don't. Were you one of these that got the selfie with Chris Gale and was all over social media? Was that was that you, boy? It was sadly, sadly. I remember. I waited. I waited a few good months, but you can't not get a selfie with Chris Gale when you're in the same room on the beers. You also can't call yourself the universe boss either. <laughs> 
I've got a hat, I've got a photo of me in his three 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 hat in his wee little um, hat. That's class. <laughs> what? Why? That's not class. I've got a, a nick to pair of his shorts as well. <laughs> that's the that, that's the Trinity Academy coming out of me. Night in with Pete Ross or night in with Noxy? Oh, Noxy boy. <laughs> Hair like Budge or hair like Kutzer? Hair like Kutzer. Every day. Every day. Halfway there, are you not? Oh, man. Oh, that was a a low, low blow. (laughs) Big cost, Aladdin. Last one, uh, what you'll be happy to know. Beating England or beating Hibs? Beating England every day of the week. Magic, mate. What a day that was, Why? What a day. How were the celebrations after that, mate? They weren't too mental because I remember. I remember as soon as. Why don't say that? Before, as soon as I got off the park, I remember pying everyone's messages, and it was on a Sunday we played them, and I messaged Lulu's on Facebook, <laughs> just saying like, "Oh, um, don't know if you saw, but we're part of the Scotland team. It'd be great if you could like." Uh, let us in tonight or something and they text back straight away being like yeah bring everyone and we had a good night in Lulu's um, be honest did you tell them about your figures in that text <laughs> no, they would have a clue what that meant <laughs> they would have a clue um, but yeah that was I, I've actually I forgot to tell you the story about the England game so I was it was um, it was getting quite tense it was when Plunkett and Mo and Ali were going um, they were just hammering everywhere my dad, my dad came up to me. <laughs> He's going to hate me for telling this. My dad came up to me, and then um, he was like, "Look, look, you boys, you boys can win this game." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. just try and chill out a bit." Like, <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. You can win this game. You need to come over the wicket, more alley." I was like, "Dad, listen, look, just chill out. Like, I know what to do. I'm going to try and." It's like, "No, listen, listen." I was like, "Dad, sit down. I do not come to your like work and tell you how to do your work." And he was like, oh, oh, right, well, just, just have a think about it. I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. To be fair, though, I did come over the wicket. I was planning on it anyway. And then um, floated one up and got him. Uh, right enough. So my dad claimed all the credits, all the credits for that. Um, and then I got big Gaza Heatley on the, on the phone the next day. And he was asking me, he was like, oh, so you talking to your dad. Did he give you any um, words of advice? I was like, yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't bother my dad in yet. So I was like, yeah, yeah, he gave me some great words of advice. And I took him up on it and, you know, it worked and that got the key wicket of Ali and, and then there's a big like news uh, newspaper article about my my dad showed all his mates. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so we beat England currently boys there. Exactly. Yeah, the fact that we beat England wasn't due to Cal McLeod, it was due to John Watt. <laughs> Meant, mate. Unless you Lovely. had any, any particular story you want to tell us, Wally? I've got one story that I wanted to add in. Oh I go um, for it. Let's have it. <laughs> with the T twenty well story to do with that. Um so the first training session, we were rocking. It was in like this, like it wasn't anywhere decent. It was quite a weird place. And um, I remember on the bus to the ground, everyone said to me, I don't know why, Wally, but you never, ever remember your first training session of a tour. Like you can think back and I was like, yeah, that's actually a really good point. And I'll never forget the training session <laughs> because um, we were, uh, um, Grant, was, Grant Bradburn was like, right, we're going to be playing at night in India. It's going to be dewy. The ball's going to be wet. You've got to learn to field with them. So we're like, all right. So Grant 
uh, Toby Bailey and Craig Wright were dipping balls in buckets of water and then hitting them out for ground fielding. <laughs> and we were like picking them up, soaking wet and throwing them back in. And they were shouting like, come on, like, you need to launch them in. You can't just like throw them in half-hearted. And Evo, Evo was kind of quite timid with his throws. He didn't want to launch because the balls were soaking. And Smudger was in the background, like behind the coaches, picking up the balls because some of the throws were going wayward. <laughs> so uh, I think Wrighty was, or Bales was like, um, Evo, come on, like high intensity, launch it in. So the next, <laughs> so the next one <coughs> comes out, smashes the table, charges in, picks up cleanly, does his big like long levers, um, <laughs> throwing technique, and just launches it like as hard as he can. And it goes like 20 feet over um, Toby's head. And Smudger's just picking up balls like, behind him. And everyone's like, oh my God, oh my God, it's going to smudge. And well, as he's bending down, it just makes the sweetest connection at like the top of his head. It literally <laughs> made this noise. It was like, and the ball just like pinged <laughs> off his head like 20, like 20 miles away. <clears throat> but it was actually really worrying because <laughs> because it was like full force launched it. Um, but thank and then after that training, so we went in and saw Mary and stuff. And after, after we finished training, we came back in and Smudger was like sitting down on the floor and Mary was like rubbing cream into the top of his head. <laughs> I bet Smudger took that really well because he's uh, he's not really an angry guy, is he? Oh God, it was so funny. It was actually really worrying at the time, but then once um, once we found out it was all right, it was it was hilarious. So that that training session that he said you'll never forget, I'll all like you'll easily forget. I'll always remember. It. <laughs> so funny. That is a cracker. Poor Smudge. Yeah, that's a gem. That is a gem. Okay. What did Smudger, did Smudger speak to Evo after that? Nah, you know like the way you like catch, like, you know, like that bit of the cat, like right at the top. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was right on that, like the metal bit. Oh. And it just like, just went straight into like the top, like oh. the crown of his head. And he just, and he couldn't wear a cap as well because it, it like hurt to wear one. So he just had this like big purple like dot on the top. But oh. <laughs> ages, it looked so Did it bleed boy? Nah, it wasn't bleeding or anything. It was just, Oh. So that was the end of that that training idea with the wet ball. <laughs> <laughs> just roll them in, lads. Just roll them in. Like, Smudger's like the angriest man of all time. Like if you moved one of his inners or something, he would fucking oh. kick off. Like yeah, especially his cones as well. Loves his cones. He was another. He was another northeast. He started off. Was it Morpeth? He was at the start with. They live in. Uh, used to live in sea houses. Ah, okay. Good chippy. Good chippy. Mm. Trust you to know that. Eh? Mate, I, what, I can't believe you were in Flares. All the, all the boys in Belmont love Flares. Like. Flares is quality. I love Flares. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. That is good. Like, it is good. Yeah, it's just funny. Ah, it is. It's bad Because if you go to like, the proper nightclubs, you just get these massive Geordie tattoo like, wall punches. You're like, That's brilliant. Thanks very much, Watty. That's been absolutely tremendous, mate. I enjoyed that. That was good fun. That was good fun.